Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. URC Unloaded is back and I'm delighted to be joined by hosts for the last 18 months, Tom Shanklin and Stevie Ferris. We're our earlier than normal time because uh, I messed up, but lads, Merry Christmas, um, Happy New Year. Stevie's uh, just got up. Stevie's just got up, he looks absolutely buggered. Um, good head. <laughs> Stevie, are you all right? You look tired, big guy. No, I'm okay. I'm I'm not too bad. Do you know what I did? Like I've, I've I'm addicted to cold showers these days. So like I've been listening to too too many Joe Rogan podcasts, and now I'm sitting here fucking freezing. So um, yeah, I feel good. Cold showers and arm wrestling. Good. I know. Yeah, we're I, might a lot. Not, I might not look good, John, but I, I certainly feel good. How long is the cold shower? In the house. Two minutes. In the yeah, house. Two minutes. It's freezing at the minute too. It's so cold, man. So cold. But it, honestly, it's addictive. It's really addictive. Um, first I couple are horrendous. Think about it, Stevie. I was reading that uh, the dopamine rush from cold plunging is yeah six hundred percent greater the dopamine rush than taking cocaine. So there you go. Facts. Yeah, I, I I read that somewhere as well. Um, yeah, obviously a cold char isn't as good, but it will suffice for the minute. How long do you have to jump in a plunge pool for? Two minutes. The say, one for Christmas. Yeah, similar thing. Yeah, expensive those. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. the good ones. The good ones. Yeah. Otherwise, you just got melting ice. You got to you go down to the garage and get a pack of ice, and it just melts. You got to get my wife, four or five um, grand shirts. Yeah. My wife mentioned about getting one of these blankets, like a sauna blanket. She said, oh, I should talk about this on like your podcast or your show. <laughs> See like, if anyone wants to give us one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, as she said that about a month ago, so I, I bought her one for Christmas. And she said, why have you got me this? I was like, well. On a blanket. That, that was a massive hint to get one. So and now you don't want guess it. Sharon's guess what I got. Some bed. Uh, implant. A sauna implant. blanket. <laughs> I saw the black. No, you didn't. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear what to God. What the hell is it? What the hell's a sauna blanket? I mean, just you like well, it's not like a sleeping bag, which is a sauna. Into. It's like a sleeping yeah. bag, but it's a sauna, and you sort of you fold you, you put it's yourself red. in there, leave, leave your head out, yeah, so you look like a witchy grub. Good and, uh, weight loss. I don't know. Still in the packet. She told me I've yeah, got to send it back. Mine's on. Mine, mine is already on its way back, Shanks. Is it really? <laughs> because so I don't actually, fit, I, I don't fit in it. So like, <laughs> it, it, it only goes up to my belly button. So I was like, well, "What's the point, Miss?" Um, but yeah, no, I'm sorry, it's very sorry, your balls off. It's very thoughtful. Um, what do you have Christmas, lads? Anything good? I know we just heard about the rubbish present that went back. Shanks, anything good? Uh, nah, nah. Oh yeah. Uh, my my dad was really happy with it. My dad comes over for Christmas every year. He lives on his own, and uh, he went to Costco because he loves Costco. He's addicted oh. to it, and he bought me a battery daddy. And That's... it's it, it's basically just like a, a battery case which holds all batteries, different shapes and sizes. Oh and then he <laughs> filled it up. He, <laughs> he filled it up for me. It's got a, it's got like a battery tester in the middle, and he he was so happy with it. He's got. You haven't even looked at it. I said, I have. He said, what batteries? I hadn't. I said, he said, what batteries are in there then? I went, well, double A, triple A, little square ones, the rectangular ones you get for your smoke alarms. Circle ones for the back of the, what are they going, the ones that you Scales. 
that was it, John. I'm, I'm, as you, I'm definitely a giver. Oh yeah. What about you, John? What about you, John? What car did your wife get you this year? Skis. Oh. Got some new skis. Some new ski oh, gear. Yeah. You guys <laughs> got the wrong ideas. You guys got the wrong ideas. Where you going uh, this afternoon, mate? Why are we going to do this so early? Uh, the kids are skiing this afternoon, this morning. Yeah, uh, but just on the drive. Yeah. If you saw, if you saw the ski slope, you would say it's not fancy <laughs> at all. <laughs> breaking like arms and legs everywhere. Uh, what did I get? Um, not a lot. I got heated, heated insoles. Ooh. Yeah, battery uh, remote. That's see, there you go. Remote control uh, insoles. So they're they're from China and they they look like they're gonna probably go from flames at any point. But <laughs> I, I wore them. I wore them at the game and the, the eighteen seventy two game, and my feet were nice and toasty. So what else did I get? This is not. A, this is a pretty depressing indictment of our Christmases. Uh, I got some new oven gloves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, those black gloves when you cook. You know, like they're. The ones people use to handle meat and spices. No, like- I, I actually wear. Um, I got. Um, that's a good present. I got. I got welders mitts for the barbecue for picking up the grills off yeah. the map. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah. good for barbecue. But yeah, not a lot. Just uh, what time are your kids up on Christmas Day? Um, all night. My mm-hmm. youngest was. He kept coming. Up seven. Has he been? Has he been? It's like no, it's three thirty in the morning. Four <laughs> thirty. Has he been yet? Has he been? Half five. Yeah, we were twenty past five. Twenty past five. Back to sleep. Stevie, what'd you get? Yeah, Stevie, yeah, tell uh, What did I get for Christmas? Oh yeah. I got a an infrared so- an, in- <laughs> an infrared sauna blanket, um, which is on its way back. I didn't actually realise that, that they're pretty punchy, Shanks. They're not cheap. Um okay. so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go and buy myself something nice with, with that. Um, apart from that, lads, it was more like uh, a meter, John. You know, for the old barbecue. Yeah. Um, They're really good and, there. Yeah, and a, and a couple of bits and pieces, bit alcohol, which I will indulge in over the next couple of months, I'm sure. But that's about the height of it. You got to come out with your Stevie. What, what, what's your barbecue setup like? Do you know what, John? It's like I feel like I need to move house now. I feel like. <laughs> Just to get a new barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to put the for sale sign outside. I'm sick of like walking in and out of my back. Um, and like my patio at the back's a little bit uneven. So like because yeah. the, as you know the Camaro's on a bit of a trolley. Like you, you need it to be stationary with a bit of a roof and you know everything. Need a roof. Hand. So yeah, I need a roof. Yeah, you've got a good setup, Shanks. Yeah, he's got yeah. Yeah, I had it done a year or so ago. I had the whole garden done, so I just got it built in. Loaded. Do you use it much? <laughs> no, no, I haven't used it for ages. <laughs> I just can't. Well, I can't be bothered to go out. The rain, boys, has been horrific. Like, I just ah, I yeah, cannot yeah, be bothered yeah. to go outside. We'll get to that. I know, I know you cooked your Christmas dinner, John. I did. On uh, a barbecue. Yeah, How'd you keep an eye on everything else then? Like all your What's veg that? and stuff? Or... How do you keep an eye on all your veg and your missus uh, does that, actually? No, part just I took, turkey was resting and then I took all the veggies off and uh, just seared them on the parboiled and seared them on the on the, on the grill. It's good. Uh, okay. um, right, instead of talking about Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, uh, any New Year's resolutions before we move on? No, uh, yeah, lose weight. Nah. Yeah, that's a good point, Frank. I was going to say that. Um, what, <laughs> what, what's the weight saying at the moment? 
What are you saying? That must be one fifteen mm. now. <laughs> I'm scared, mate. I'm I'm so scared. <laughs> I got to go swimming this afternoon. I'm taking my kids to the. Oh Caltech no. You're going to be the only guy in this. Yeah, the only guy in the swimming pool with a t-shirt nah, on. The only. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> he knows in a t-shirt. <laughs> my, my mate Reese Blumberg, the COO of Cardiff Rugby's going, and he's in worse shape than me. So I'll just stand hey, next man. to him. Oh, fair enough. So resolution: lose weight. Stevie, what about you? Anything? Oh, lads, I had a vomit and a diarrhea bug on Christmas <laughs> of Day. Of course you did. Of course Shanks you did. Shanks would love that. Shanks would love that now. <laughs> So the little one had it on like the 21st and then I started going through the family and of course it had to hit me on Christmas Day. So I actually stepped on the scales last night, 16 stone 11. Boom! What's that? That's what I'm talking about. Give us that key. Uh, 106. Is that light for you? No, like it'd probably be a couple of kgs heavier, but I think the, the vomit and diarrhea bug just helped cleanse yeah. the body. So, John, yeah. what about you? Feeling good? Um, oh, I don't know. Be nicer to my kids. I don't know. Something like no, that. What's your that. weight? I don't care. What oh, my weight. All right. So can you, uh, don't care about the kids. Of course not. Uh, my weight is 90, 99 at the moment. Oh. And I'm fat, real sloppy rig, real doughy. I've got to sort it out yeah. in the next months. But then Six Nations is here, so there's no, no hope for that. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, we've got a last question in the opening part of the running order. Hopes for 2024 from a rugby sense. Oh. I'll go for it, John. I was going to say no other teams go bankrupt. It's a bit morbid, but rugby seems to be struggling a little bit. So if we can consolidate... Yeah, you say that, you say that, John, but like I was saying a few things last night by a friend of mine, and like the attendances over the Christmas period is at the highest ever uh, records. Yeah. Um, and the URC is obviously flying as well over the festive period, lots of games on. And like Big Jim Hamilton sent me a message, John was like, There's far too many games on over Christmas, you know, I can't watch them all, can't see them. I'm like, I'm like, but. The more the more games on, yeah, the stadiums are full. Like you know, the people are going and watching the product. So yes, it you know, there's always that chat around that rugby's in a difficult place. But I think after the Christmas period, there it's actually in a much better. Well, it feels like it's in a much better place. Okay. Well, yeah, I I agree with that because everyone's off. Most people are off over Christmas, so they they can go out and watch the game. So it sounds right to have as many games or as derbies as possible because everyone's around to watch them. Yeah. Well, but hope, hopes from a rugby sense then for 2024, seeing as you just poo-pooed mine. Oh, I'd love to see rugby move to summer. Lads, lads. That's my hope. Like some of the games are real poor over the... Because mm-hmm. the weather's been so yeah. toilet. It's just so hard to play rugby. Uh, Shanks, what about you? Any Any hopes? Uh, I hope we can find some more money in Wales. So we've yeah. got a bigger budget, more than 4.5 million. Um, I hope they introduce um, maybe marquee signings, which come outside of the wage cap. Yeah. Um, talk of that. Yeah, there is talk. There yeah, is talk be- of it, um, which I think will enhance because if you look at Welsh rugby, when it's when it's been really competitive, there has been a massive influx of foreigners, like like a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, so, and I also I cannot stand the rain anymore, lads. We have to move this. We have to move this product <laughs> to the summer, or or we just have a a stadium like 
Ras in '92. We have them all around. Every every club yeah. has to have an indoor stadium. <laughs> It'd be quality. Would be so much better. Uh, but like if there was if there was one in Ireland and one Wales and one in Scotland, so you just look at the weather forecast five days out, and if you go, okay, it's going to be lashing of rain, then both yep. teams just decide to go to the indoor facility. Yep. Yeah. Or you just have every uh, derby there, and you. Uh, and yeah, you yeah, yeah. So yeah, and John, you. Uh, what, what was my? Uh, yeah. Well, but, but I hope players stop milking um, decisions. And looking and lying on the ground and rolling around when mm. they're looking to get the referees. So it's probably two part. Referees and TMOs are going to find all these instances clearly, but then players to stop looking for instances and appealing to the ref for that sort of stuff. Don't like I that. thought yeah. for a minute you were going to say more South Africans to join Scotland. <laughs> well, Stevie like that one. <laughs> you take them. You take them, Shanks. Oh, Maybe that's the wheels are going wrong. <laughs> ten. Ten at the moment. Maybe that's your hope for rugby twenty twenty four. Yeah. Welsh ten. Yeah. Welsh ten. Uh, um, right, we'll move into this the games then. We're not um we're not gonna be talking about the games specifically per se, but we are gonna just do a, a brief overview of the Christmas period. Uh, and we'll start in Ireland. State of the nation, state of the team, Stevie. Give us a give us a rundown. Shanks, jump in at any point. Yeah, uh, do you know what? I, I know we touched on it. It was, it was, it was poor. Mostly, it was average rugby that was played over the Christmas period, and that, that was down just because of the weather. But the team that has come out feeling probably more confident and happier with the position that they're in, considering they lost what three in the bounce um, before heading into Europe against Racing ninety two or Ulster. That's Ulster, yeah. one point win. One point win against Connacht at home. Didn't play, yeah. Didn't play particularly well. Warwick got a try. Bundy came back again. Nick Timoney, who's found a bit of form, brilliant at the weekend there against Leinster. Two tries against Leinster. One against Connacht. Um, there was a big win, big big win in that game. And I thought at fourteen seven that I was like, oh no, Connacht are going to come back into this just with, with the win. But their lineout didn't function. I think they had um, eleven out of fifteen lineouts. I know Joe Joyce in there as well. He makes a big difference to them, both offensively and defensively for Connacht. So they, they missed him. Uh, and do you know what? I think Ulster were there for the taking and, and Connacht just couldn't take them. Um, it was it was one that certainly got away from them. But they were able to redeem themselves against a really, really poor monster team um, the following week, just a couple of days ago. And I don't know what your take is on it, lads, with, with monster, but just to give the people who are listening a bit of a rundown, uh, on the injury list, like it's crazy. Patrick Campbell, Peter O'Mahony, John Klein, R.D. Snyman, Jack Daly, Liam Coombs, Niall Scannell, Joey Carberry, like the list is endless. But more importantly, Edwin Odogbo, Odogbo who hurt himself uh, against Leinster, uh, Nankerville, who hurt himself against Leinster, and lastly, Dave Kilcoyne, who hurt himself against Leinster. And then all of a sudden you're going, oh no, that's really tough away to con it. What happens? Jack O'Donoghue looks like he's absolutely busted his knee. Oh, yeah. And Ollie Yeager looks like he's a serious neck injury. So, like, it's it's bananas. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, to be honest. I've been involved in a lot of teams, as have you two lads, but the injury list there is insane. And then the rumours coming out about 
know, Peter O'Mahony, the stepping down of the captaincy, there seems to be a bit of a rift between, um, you know, senior players and, you know, the amount of training that they've been doing. And yeah, there's just all sorts of stuff coming out of camp. But I think that generally happens, lads, doesn't it? When you're, when you're not playing particularly well and the results aren't going your way. So, um, Stevie, yeah. What's the, the, what's the, what's the chat? I've, I've not heard these rumours, the, the, the rift or the, the gossip in camp. What, what's going on? What's the chat in, the, in, the, in social media and the paper saying? Yeah, well, everybody can't get their head around why Peter Mahoney in the middle of the season just said, oh, I'm not being captain of Munster anymore. Like, it was completely left field. Um, and, yeah, I, I believe he was offered a, a contract. Uh, he was a, a, on a national contract at the minute. Um, but by all accounts, he was offered a contract from Munster. And then, I don't know what's happened since then. Obviously, maybe it wasn't good enough. Maybe the head coach, Graham Roundtree, didn't give it the thumbs up or, you know, there just seems to be a lack of communication between the players, the coaches and the powers that be here, who are handing out contracts. So yeah, it's, it seems to be a, a bit of a shit show down there at the minute. Um, especially when you know, somebody like Peter Romani is given his heart and soul and everything the monster rugby feels like he has to give up the cap- captaincy just to be maybe heard off the pitch. So yeah. That's uh, th- th- that's what I'm sort of hearing, John, is that a number of the senior players aren't really happy about the way some of the guys are being treated. And I think that's probably being directed towards Peter Romani. So, yeah, watch the space to see what happens. Uh, we, we all thought like he had stepped down from captaincy because he was maybe going to join yeah. a new club or you know disappear and make a few quid over in France or Japan or wherever he might go. But yeah. That doesn't that doesn't seem to be the case. So uh, and now they've got to go away to Toulon in the European Cup, um, and then the following week they're home, and yeah, it, two loss. Well, two losses, and of course they're out of the European Cup. But it's going to Stevie, be a tough couple of weeks. Is that is it like being treated by the Irish Rub Union, or is it being treated by Munster, which you think the people players aren't happy about? Uh, I think it's Munster. Um, okay. I, I don't think yeah, like. Uh, Pete, I, I have no idea the figures, but he was, you know, generously treated by the RFU in terms of uh, contracts over the last couple of years. And like, if he's thirty-four, like it's not like he's going to be given another huge national contract at four or five hundred grand a year uh, mm-hmm. for another two or th- two or three seasons. But I'm sure Munster have wanted to keep him playing within Ireland and playing for Munster and finish his career at Munster. Like any time he plays for Munster, he's still still very good and he's still one of the best players in the pitch. So um why would you just give up a captaincy? Like it's mm. uh, and, and I know there was a statement he came out and he said, you know, I think it's you know time to pass the baton on to somebody else. But I just think that's him, you know, giving the media what they they potentially want to hear. Um and yeah, that's it just, just feels that there's a lot of talk around Monster Rugby and it's slightly negative. And where's that coming from? We all know it comes from player it comes from players that are telling people on the outside or telling friends and then it gets fed back. So yeah, we'll see what happens. One positive, um, well, more than one positive, but Nick Timoney. Yeah, yeah has, his form has been very good. Do you reckon he's yeah an outside bet for squad for Ireland? Six it doesn't seem to be close to it. 
No, but he no, looks I, powerful and he looks fast. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think he was brilliant against Leinster. He's been brilliant the last couple of weeks. But who, who are you taking out of the Irish back row? Yeah, well, um, isn't it Prendergast? Kian Prendergast seemed to like leapfrog him just before the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, Played true. a couple of those World Cup warm up games. Has he been setting the world on fire for Connor over the last couple of weeks? Probably not. He's nowhere near as explosive or as powerful as Nick Timoney. He sort of reminds me more of a, a, a sort of hybrid second row, back row, where he just goes about his work, Cian Prendergast, where Nick Timoney, geez, you've seen him at the weekend, that the first try he scored, I know there was Russian defence coming up, but it was a nice little swerve, unbelievable pace, sevens background, second try, slide. kept himself out on the, yeah, <laughs> lovely slide, kept himself out on the touchline, and... Yeah, him and Billy Burns were probably the difference, weren't they, against Leinster? Mm. Wasn't a particularly great second half, but I thought the physicality shown from both sides was brilliant. And, you know, 23 losses out of 25, I believe it is, that, you know, Leinster or Ulster have had down at the RDS. So to get a result a heading into Europe against Toulouse at home in you know, 10 days' time is going to be uh, superb for them, boys. So we'll see how they go. But uh, that's a bit of a recap on the Irish stuff, boys. Well said, Stevie. Well, I, I, there's only, I was, in fact, before we move on, because there's only obviously two Scottish teams. Um, Connett, obviously, Bundyaki's back. Mac Hansen's back. Uh, they Mac, Hansen's like, Mac Hansen's gone now, I think, John. Looks like he's broken his forearm. Looks like there's something. Yeah, um, he, went, he went off at the weekend. Looked really, really bad. Um, yeah, just looking at the monster stuff here. Yeah, and he's. You know, he's only just back, so that's a huge loss. He's been playing the last couple of weeks at fullback, um, and that's why there's been a bit of chat now. Will Jacob Stockdale enter the frame back into the Irish squad if he is out? But monster at the weekend. I think, like, Connacht were absolutely there for the taking at the weekend. Like, they were, Connacht were so poor for 55, 60 minutes of the game. Um mm. I think Munster had 60% possession in the game, all the territory. But oh my days, how bad was Monster's lineout? Like it was absolutely shocking. Sixty percent, and I think they, they won ten out of sixteen. But I think about six or seven of them they actually Probably. won cleanly, and they could mm. they could play off it. But again, Shanks John like Buckley had to come in for Clark before the game. Um, Coombs had to go from the back row into the second row instead of Witcherly. O'Donoghue uh, had to then switch from the bench into number eight for Coombs. He went off injured as well. And then Moore had to slip in on the bench for Buckley, like who has no experience at all. And like these are hookers that are you know, having to come in and, and, and defend or throw against a, a really good defensive Connacht line-out. So, Coombs has got to be strong that try mind at the start, isn't he? Oh. The, like, <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen oh. anyone fluff a try like that. I don't know if you saw it, John. The ball is over the uh, dead ball line from a charge down. And instead of just diving on it, put his hands down, he sort of slides on his knee, then decides to scoop it up. up. And as he's sliding, then his knees grow over the dead ball line. And then he taps it down. He like, it's the most bizarre way of trying to score a try when the ball is just bobbling away. And, and it's right. lashing down with rain. It's really yeah. slippy. Like yeah. it was actually they, an incredible like effect on the game. Don't they? Yeah, it was a good yeah. pickup, but they, things like that have a huge effect on the game. Yeah, and you've I got agree. to be nailed. That's a clear, clear five, seven pointer. Yeah, wind on their back as well. Like they had all the momentum in the first half. 
Their lineout yeah. wasn't as bad. It just got progressively worse as the game went on. But yeah, Connacht were, you know, I know they ran out, what was it, 21 or whatever? 22. Points. Uh, yeah, 22. The scoreboard looked, you know, it's obviously hugely favorite Connacht, but not nah, like Monster should have Monster should have taken them out, even with a raft of injuries and, and everything that they had. And and Connacht seemed to be a team that are sort of just chugging away at the minute and are struggling for to find hit their straps again. I'm not sure what do you think, Shanks, with the center partnership with Bundy and Cal Ford? I know you've loved Cal Ford all season, but it just doesn't seem to be clicking as well. It clicked early on. Um, I don't know whether whether Bundy coming back has has changed the dynamic a little bit because obviously he was missing at the start of the season when we saw um, Ford in great form. Um, I think they can work together, but yeah, I just I think you have to find a way to play them together because they're both so good. Maybe I don't I don't know. Not maybe bad, you need more bad. creation around them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, let's move on to the Scottish games. Uh, we're, we're glad Glasgow's sitting second in the table now. I think we've got uh, third in the table because Benetton are up there. Leinster still top. Glasgow uh, versus Edinburgh, one apiece. The game at Scotland again. You touched it. The weather oh. was. Oh, the game was. I watched it, John. Well, I was. I commented on it. It was awful. It was appalling. Just yeah. Torrential rain. <laughs> torrent, torrential rain. It was. There was no rugby played. It was hundred mile an hour winds. We actually moved the press position inside for the first time ever. Into into Scotland, so uh, Glasgow's mall still is ridiculous. Johnny Matthews scored his ninth and tenth tries in the game as a hooker and a sub hooker. Um, what else did we? I mean, Glasgow were too good in the first game. Josh Mackay, you know, you joke about guys qualifying for Scotland. He he he's only got another year to go, and he he played properly good in the first. Yeah, particular Scots, and he just is. Uh, I'm trying to think who I compare him to. Who, Josh Mackay? Yeah, just I don't know. He's got he, an unbelievable he, offload game as well. Like not he's, just he's, good on his he's, feet. He doesn't, he's like a kind of typical Kiwi kind of back three, like not big. Ed he, Smith. Yeah, yeah, like why? Yeah, yeah, probably that. A bit wiry. You know, he's quick. He's always involved. He's aggressive. He was really good. Um, but the second, the second game at Murrayfield, you didn't, you didn't, you said you put the group in like it, Shanks. But, I, but we were there. Oh, we were no. no, no, you did. There was thirty-eight. No, 000. what I did was I preempted it. I sort of because I saw the score and I just put well two rubbish derbies and I hadn't I hadn't watched it I was just it was a fifty fifty and I got it, it wrong and I have watched it now genuinely one of the better games I've seen thirty eight thousand at the stadium yeah. Ed, Edinburgh were Edinburgh were good and it's probably going to be a story this season they're, they're kind of poor one week the next week they're they're better Duan was was ridiculous in the game. Uh, he was he was class. Darcy was a bit quieter, but yeah, Ben Healy pulled the strings well as well. Mate, he still Darcy still had a couple of big moments, mate. Like the tap and go for the curry try was yeah pretty the good. Turnover the turnover for the Duan try, yeah. So look, I just think if Edinburgh's still probably a little bit light up front, um, Grant Gilchrist asking him to you know churn out eighty minutes every week. Um, yeah. Bill Matt has obviously announced he's leaving for Bristol. Bristol's. Which will be they've got too many back rowers, Edinburgh. If you look at if you look at it. And he be on he signed that contract in twenty twenty after he scored. Do you remember that break he made against Toulon in the Heineken Cup? And he the ridiculous offload to James Johnson, who went like he was I think he was one of the best players, it's definitely one of the best number eights in the world. 
at that point and he signed on big money big big money because he was getting you know courted by lots of other clubs so he's been there a long time he'll move on and he'll be free up a lot of cash is the point i'm trying to make for yeah. like darcy re-signed he would have been you'd assume he would have been people after him but yeah definitely it, huge It'd be interesting because do it well. Duans actually isn't a re-signing; it was just a plus one, which they yeah. just went into, just rolled into. But it's good, good that he's staying. And I just think with Edinburgh, I know Hamish Watson's off contract this year. They've got Hamish, Jamie, Connor Boyle plays a lot and plays very well. Um, who else is there? Bill Math is obviously leading. Luke Crosby. <coughs> probably too. The spread of their squad is probably too heavy in their their back three in their back row because Buffelli's there. He's he came back actually, which was good. Just played 10 or 15 minutes in each game. But kind of honors even it was it was I don't know the, the, the whole cup thing is a bit of a irrelevant. You know, you, people were saying oh yeah Glasgow's going to lift the cup afterwards. It's like the cup doesn't really matter unless you get like a you know Glasgow were never really going to lose the cup after going 12 points clear after the first one. So uh yeah look I, I just thought Glasgow would be pretty happy. Edinburgh would be chuffed to win the second one. And kind of skills were good, even. mate, in the second game. Conditions yeah. weren't great, but skills were good. You look at um, it was a pass from Mark Bennett. Yeah. You know, two really good passes along for the Curry try. But and Stafford McDowell's try took that really well. He's playing well. Stafford McDowell's yeah. playing well. Two is playing very well. Did um, you think when Duan went down the left hand touchline? He's going to do a big dive in the corner. I thought, here he yes. goes. Get his feet out. Get his feet out. He went way too wide. He had a bit more room than he thought. And his leg was so he keeps doing this. Oh, man. I would have loved to have seen him just Looks step quick, in though. And, and just run over the top yeah. of George Horn. It was George Horn chasing back. He was going to bump him and, and go over. Yeah, of course. Um, he should have just stopped, dipped the shoulder, bounced him, and then gone under the post. Well, bit like it. John, bit like John Cooney and Dan Sheehan put oh, his body yeah. on the line. <laughs> do, you know many, do you know how many shoulder operations he's had, by the way? Three he's had, and next three. He's had three. Three. No, three. three. And you know, if he, you, it would have been a better text or message if he had done it on like the 79th minute, and it was the difference between winning and losing. But it was, hey, yeah, ten it was minutes in, holding the line, lads. Um, well, I'll tell you well, oh, soften. Um, Unless you're not. Um, we'll move on to Wales and we'll get into it here because... Yeah, let's get into Wales. I'm getting a lot, lot of hate mail, mate. I've had loads of hate mail for you. Right now. Listen, a lot of hate mail. We'll get on to that. Yeah, that's that's we'll, let's, talk, let's talk the positives first and then we'll uh, then we'll talk about okay. everyone hate and you, Shanks. Mainly you. Okay, fine. Yeah. Go on. Um, Cardiff We're Dragons, fun. Boxing Day game. Weather was great. I think it was the only yeah. break in weather we had in Wales, which makes a massive difference to the quality of games. It was obviously on Cardiff's artificial pitch, but 45-7 halftime to Cardiff. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like it was, the game was gone. You know, and you lost a little bit of excitement because there was only going to be one winner. Reese Cowery was really good. Um, ben Thomas looked good. Cameron Winnett had another good game. And at the moment, Wales looking for 15s, 15s and 10s. Um, there's a good chance he might be in the squad. He's not the biggest of blokes. He's not the tallest of blokes, which may count against him internationally, because you don't. There's not many sort of small fifteens you see now, because not sh well. He's quite short, is what I'm saying, and I, I don't know whether that will count against him a little bit because there's a lot of kicking, a lot of kicks to challenge. Um, Thomas Williams 
ended up playing the game like in slow-mo compared to everyone else. He's just... I watched I watched Cardiff Bath and Finn Russell was the best player on the field during that game because everything he game. did was... It was, but everything he did was like in slow-mo. He had so much time and he was just a different level above everyone. Tomas Williams was like that. Um, both of them scored a couple of tries as well. Good to see him back in yeah, the back yeah. row. Um, but my favourite try was Kieran Azarati prop just bursting through Maserati Maserati <laughs> yeah um, and that was after a little Tina's the beer break who's been been very good but the Dragons was it was unacceptable how poor they were they were all Shanks, over the shop Shanks looking at the team sheets like before the game looking at the team sheets for that game I was like I'm not saying the Dragons are going to win but I thought it was going to be a really competitive game and it back was just, row was good like, yep yeah Keddy scored, make it seven all, and then it just like I was just listening to you guys, and it was just folded. It was, they it folded, was madness. They couldn't get any ball. They couldn't stop any no, any quick ball from Cardiff. It was just it was a it was a buffet. So it was way too easy for Cardiff, <laughs> but great for them. Um, hey, but the Dragons did beat Scarlets the following week. The Dragons, yeah, they did. Um, what the hell is going on with Scarlets, Shang? Let's talk Scarlets because. Let's not forget they lost to the Black Lions. Yeah, in Europe, and that is at home as well. That is. It was a it was a massive win for them in the end. Um, it was huge, and the Scarlets had a couple of chances to nick it with Sam Costello missing a couple of penalties. Yeah. He missed one pretty much sitter. Um, I he suppose we can't be like too harsh as well. Yeah, we can't be too harsh on him because he's been out for a while and he's back. Um, that was his first game back. He was meant to start against the Ospreys, but he didn't end up playing in the end. Um, but that was an issue for Lloyd, him. Lloyd missed the kicks against Ospreys. Yeah. Just three. Yeah. It was tough, but you would expect him to kick them. Yeah. And I think like if if he's going to be considered, well, Sam Costello or, or Jan Lloyd internationally, that's part of the game they have to improve, whether you can or not. <laughs> is But you've got to be nailing those kicks. And, it was massive for the Dragons. Wayne Wright scored in his 100th appearance. Um, I think the shining light for the Scarlets was Johan Lloyd, who looked good again. Um, standing out in a in a poor team is is pretty hard to do. And he, he is. Nearly every game, he's probably yeah. one of their standout players. But they just look they just look way off it. But you can see what it, how big it was for the Dragons beating the Scarlets. Um, you know, the wins are very hard to come by for them. They did it in a in a packed-out stadium, which was great. The quality of the game wasn't overly great. Um, weather played a huge factor in it. But but they need to build on it, the Dragons. There's no point having a, a, a decent win like that and then not performing then the following week. So yeah. consistency is what you need from them. Um, the Scarlets were right in the game against the Ospreys on Boxing Day until the end. Um, Gareth Davis looked pretty good. Got an intercept yeah. early on. Um, but little things like um, Williams, Owen Williams drop goal. Don't often see that too much anymore. Just kept the ball ticking over. I thought he he came across really well, Owen Williams, in the last couple of games. Just his game management. And then the Scarlet's trying to force it, and Jack Walsh goes over. So they end up losing. Um, no, they end, yeah, they end up losing their bonus point, which and they Jack were clinging on to. Um, no, he's back at the weekend. He might, he did go off, but I don't know how bad it is. But then, then we yeah. have 
Then we, have. we have the Ospreys <laughs> versus Cardiff at the brewery field. I don't know if you boys ever played there. Was that a rugby pitch? Um, oh, well, sorry. I had to do a couple of <laughs> pre-game interviews with some of the players, and some of their faces on them was like it was. You got you got there right. The facilities are just what you'd imagine at your local club. Really, it, it it's a it's a good stadium. It's a it's a proper rugby stadium, but it's. And it's not it's not Bridgen's fault at all. It's not Bridgen's fault. It's not it's their club. You know, they're not in the URC. The Ospreys who decided to have the game there over a Christmas period where you sort of knew there was going to be a lot of rain. And I think a lot of people enjoyed it because of the nostalgia effect of seeing blokes covered in mud. You know, I like that. You you couldn't yeah, even drop the ball for a for a drop kick because <laughs> the ball was just getting plugged. <laughs> You know, there was two or three phases. Then it was a kick, but there was a there was a couple of moments that actually lit up the game, and it was a good game. Uh, the Keelan Giles try, which was worked um, uh, well early on, early on, it was a, it was a nice play. Really good hands from Jack Walsh under a huge amount of pressure. Gets absolutely folded by Ray Lilo. Um, hands it on to George North, who puts Keelan Giles away, and then Owen Lane scores a try after some quick thinking, a tap and go from. Thomas Williams, and then it ended up being Morgan two or three Morris. kick. That's yes, so Morgan Morse, lads. Morgan um, hasn't really, hasn't really had too much of a, sh- a shout. He's been on the bench, I think, once, maybe twice this season. He came on for the Ospreys for maybe five or ten minutes early on. But there's been so much talk about him because of him playing under-20s and how well he's performed there. Yeah. And he's played like two age groups up, I think, from under-20s. So... I think so. There'd be a ridiculous stat like this if he carried on with the under twenties. He'd play for the under twenties for three years, or or something stupid like that. But Morgan Morris is injured at the moment, so he came in at number eight. Morgan Morse. It's very difficult to to get those names right, and that was a try that just lit up the game. Catches it, runs it back two steps, and a huge amount of pace. It was a fantastic in those conditions. Yeah, it was good. It could be the, the best try you're going to see from a, a number eight all season. Yeah. Um, but, but John, but <laughs> there's no way we should be playing a URC professional game of rugby on a pitch like that. Like you look at, I, I actually don't festive. mind. The, I, I I don't mind the pitch. Actually, oh, you're like, backtracking now, are you? No, no. I, I've actually never commented on the pitch. I just think. Okay. The pitch doesn't help the overall. I think the pitch isn't great, and you've got to think. I actually quite like the nostalgia, like you say, that the kind of mud bath and the pictures are hilarious. It would have been. There's no hot water, mate. There's players shower, um, washing the sink after. Well, that's game. what I mean, and that's like this is a. My point is, it's a professional league, and you've got a, a trailer behind the thing, and people are having a party on there, and this is a league that gets showcased across the world now. It gets broadcast in South Africa. Italy and people are watching it all over the world and rightly or wrongly you've got a trailer and whether it was there for people say well it was there for the band that doesn't make it any better if you look at Twickenham they've got, they've got what DJ they had Calvin Harris there and we've yeah, got a trailer but, with I don't know who's on it like there was a singer on good. there to start with and he's keeping him dry but then a lot of people watch the game on there now yeah. I think I think you are backtracking a little bit, which which no. is fine, John. You, you seem that kind of guy. I, sta- I stand by my comments, but <laughs> but I, I look at I look at some of the how you could grow the game for the biggest game of the season, really, the two best teams, 
and you look at what you see at Murrayfield, I thought it was a really good spectacle. You know, there's lots of people in. Um, and I just, I just, I don't think the game should be played on a pitch like that. What was good, though, w- which was different, is that w- there was a better atmosphere there than the Swansea.com yeah. stadium because it's yeah. a full stadium. But there's no way that pitch can <laughs> hold up to no. the level of rugby you want to play. But well, Shanks, why, why don't they, they play a Judgment Day? The Judgment Day gets, what, 40,000, 30,000? Why don't they do the same thing in Wales yeah. and yeah. just cheap tickets? You're going to be under the roof. It's going to be dry and just do... I- I think a lot of it is to do with the finances that, that come through the club. So you're yeah. talking about the, the food and beverage, um, the hospitality boxes. I, I don't know how that's split when it becomes a judgment day and it becomes under like like in the national stadium. Um, but I think you'd get, if you did a judgment day over Christmas, I think you'd do pretty well. Yeah. Oh, Shanks, if you asked the actual fans who were at the game, they loved yep. it. Yep. They yep. absolutely loved it. That's not the point, though, is it? That's not the point. How you meant to keep? How you meant to keep like um, your mates and Grady's and and your players like that in the club when they, you know, they could go to other teams. You look at like Racing and you look they at the other Racing games in this on. amazing Quins, stadium. Quins yeah. playing, yeah, and they they're turning up to here. Not one of the players I spoke to liked it. Not one of the coaches I spoke to yeah. liked it. Like, okay, it's, so it's different. It's so different for different people. If it wasn't raining, do you think it would have been a lot better if the pitch hadn't been an absolute shambles? Um, yeah, but it's Christmas, mate. It's December. It's always, yeah, it's you, gonna be you, you're going to get loads of rain. It always rains. So, um, right before we get through on the bus, more we we'll move on to. Yeah, I'm sure I get more hate mail for that anyway. Hopefully, you get some as well, Shanks. Um, quickly, was just zip through. Benetton did the double on Zebra. Um, pretty similar scoreline games. Benetton are actually sitting second in the league now. See, seems like they've crept up out of nowhere almost. I know they were they were looking good, but I suppose they play with all due respect. They play Zebra back to back. You're going to pick up two bonus points when that'll propel you up the table. But they're sitting with seven wins, one draw, and only one defeat. Um, the question, I guess, which is on the running order, is can they sustain this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Impressed. Definitely. Menoncello's back now, lads, which and he was missing through the World Cup. Limoncello. Um, yeah. He was he was, Limoncello. wasn't he? Let <laughs> <laughs> Did you only say stuff like that? It really scares me to think, oh, have I got that right? You did. Say, um <laughs> has he been injured? Yeah, so he's back. Uh looked really good. Took his try um brilliantly. Um Smith is just fantastic from at fifteen. Umanga has been a really good signing for them. So they're back, boys. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, they're back. The only thing is, Shanks, they have Leinster away and then Glasgow at home after the Challenge Cup for them. So you would expect that, you know, that those would be really, really tough games for them. They might send over a weaker side for the Leinster game and then go flat out and try and get something out of the Glasgow game. So it's a big four or five weeks for them, boys. Good lad, you've seen my nose. I've got to, uh, <laughs> I've got to go. I've got to take my kids skiing. So we're going to really rattle through the old South African teams. Um, Sharks still not very good in conclusion. Yeah, they've awful. got one derby left. They're just and Stormers are, I guess, the talking point. Big win against the Bulls at home, but the Stormers are quietly, as you'd expect, with the players they've got. With Leboc, Willem Sir, Dion Faris coming back in, they look. 
they're going to be there, thereabouts. Three was amazing through amazing. all of it. Yeah, and he's watched 40 years old. 30, what is he? He's genuinely 38, 37. 36, 37, yeah. Only got capped last year, I think, didn't he? But he's not playing like you think, oh, he's always 37. He's just, you know, he's hitting. He's like bumping people. Jacqueline. Anyway. I'd say he's the best jackler in the league. Absolutely. Over the ball, he is rock yeah. solid. So good. John, do you want to go whilst we, we do the rants of the week? No, we'll, do, we'll, we'll quickly do rants of the week. Anyone got okay. one quickly before I got to go? Weather. Anyway, last man standing. We're not doing last man standing. Oh, okay. Bend enough time. Well, weather is the big... Yeah, actually, um, the reason he hasn't had enough time, Ben, is because he's recently got engaged. Ben Egan, um, who was producing the show. Uh, congratulations, congratulations Ben. ben. You know, been a bloody long time, is what I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's just been serenading his lovely fiance for the last couple of weeks so no runs you found you found the one Ben. well done new year for me i'm gonna be more positive so i'm not gonna have any rants this year okay weather is my one i will start with a rant and it's more a throwback to last year we had another whole season and we didn't get one game of golfing so no the guys have got to sort it out it's gonna happen the next four or five days weather actually looks okay so maybe get out for a game. Um, ben said golf in May. Well, we we'll go. wait and see. We've been let down for the last four seasons, so we'll see how that pans out. Um, right, lads, I'm going to go because yeah. that, there is no games this weekend. You can obviously watch some of the games for the Challenge Cup on uh, on Fireplay. But we'll see you. I don't know when we'll see you next. Um, there's no games for about ten weeks, so. Sharks v. Lions. Last thing. Sharks v. Lions. Quick prediction. I'm going to say the Lions. Sharks. I'm going Sharks. Sharks. Bottom of the league. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Bottom of the league, eh? World Cup winners in their team. Here is to a great 2022-4. It's been a pleasure, gents, and we will see you in a few weeks. See you, lads.